down pretty good. Tea party! Nyla sang out. Like I said, boss man continued. This guy tells me what he's looking for and him being Tinseltown connected and all I know he's got the bankroll to back it up. So I negotiate for you like I'm Mark fucking Cuban in the middle of the shark tank. What's that supposed to mean? How's this? Boss man asked. You do tonight. Make nice with Hollywood. And you're clear. Crystal pushed down a stir of hope tugging in her chest. Specifics? You're all paid up, honey. No more principal. No more interest. You wake up tomorrow morning with your debt marked paid in full. Crystal reminded herself to breathe. She looked over to Nyla and imagined an endless string of evenings with her girl. If she could get clear of what she owed boss man, maybe she could even cut back on overtime at the store. You're not playing with me. Boss man chuckled again. Tell you what, I'll leave an envelope with the guy. I'll have all your paperwork inside, big red stamp across the front showing it paid. Everything legit as the Pope. If that's not enough for you, turn around and walk out. Crystal closed her eyes and stole a moment to dream. She'd be done. She and Nyla could be together like a real family. No more shame. No more fear. Just her and her baby girl. This sitter, she good? I use her for my own kids. That is, when I can find the time to take the wife out. Now, what do you say? Don't let all my negotiating go for nothing. The car arrived at seven o'clock sharp. As promised, Jennifer, a skinny teen with a shy smile, got out, arms filled with coloring books and stickers. Nyla pouted at first, but within five minutes, Jennifer had her smiling and waving goodbye to Mommy. Crystal greeted the driver, settled into the back seat, and pretended she was Cinderella being whisked off to an enchanted ball where her prince awaited her, not with a slipper, but with an envelope that promised freedom. The car climbed the Seattle hills, finally stopping at the iron gates of a large estate. The driver announced himself into a small mounted speaker, and the gates slid open. Crystal took in the manicured lawns, the well-tended beds of rhododendrons and azaleas, and thought how much Nyla would enjoy this place. Spring was her daughter's favorite time of year. The driver stopped in front of the house. He got out, opened Crystal's door, and held his hand out for support. Crystal shifted her right leg out of the car slowly, allowing the champagne silk of her dress to separate, showing a subtle tease of thigh. You never knew who might be looking. I'll be back tomorrow morning at 7.30. The driver smiled. You'll find a change of day clothes waiting for you inside. Have a lovely evening. Crystal climbed four stone steps. The front door opened before she had a chance to ring the bell. She put on her best, glad to meet you, smile, and stepped into a foyer larger than her entire apartment. My, my. The man who opened the door stepped back and scanned the length of her body. You're even lovelier than promised. And so young. I trust you're over eighteen. Crystal assumed the role of seductress. 
She held his gaze and answered in her best throaty whisper, I am, unless you need me to be something else. The man clapped in delight. He was handsome, older than she typically found attractive, but still drop-dead gorgeous. His rugged good looks could have him starring in some blockbuster action flick. Or maybe one of those romantic comedies where the starlet hates him at first but ends up wearing his shirt, locked in his bathroom, and crying over the phone to her fat best friend about how drunk she got last night. Bossman said the guy had Hollywood connections, but Crystal didn't recognize him. Then again, for the past three years, she'd been to only four movies, and they were all animated joyrides designed to enthrall Nyla and her friends. I'm Troy, by the way. His smile signaled an impish game.